New Pro-Am footage of Scotty Barnes has been released, and this guy has a completely new jump shot. So I'm going to break down probably the most exciting off-season footage we've seen this entire summer. Additionally, ESPN came out with the, their Eastern Conference predictions, Eastern Conference standings, and they put the Toronto Raptors up there as contenders. So I'm going to break down those entire rankings there, as well as a minor Kevin Durant trade update. So a bunch of stuff to dive into. Without further ado, let's dive straight into it. Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, breaking down the latest Toronto Raptors news, and folks, you guys have been killing it, hitting that sub button, I greatly appreciate it, and if we keep up this momentum, we might be able to hit 26k subs soon, so if you're interested in all the latest Raptors news topics, definitely hit that sub button, but folks, let's, let's dive straight into this news, because I'm excited, I'm excited with a bit of film that has recently been released, and involves Scotty Burns hitting some logo threes, now, there's been a bunch of footage dropped this entire summer, right? The Rico Hines stuff. I've been reacting to pretty well everything that's been dropped. And Scotty Barnes has certainly looked impressive with his newfound size, his ability to pass. And the jumper did look a lot quicker in the Rico Hines runs, but we didn't get to see a huge sample of jumpers or a lot of clear plays where he was isoing and taking jumpers. More just set shots, right? More set stuff. And not a lot of moments where he looked confident catching the ball off the off the catch and letting it fly. And he had a couple of shots off the dribble. But, you know, encouraging signs, but nothing too, too crazy. However, in the most recent bit of film, we are looking at a guy that might have a substantial, right? Not just a minor, a substantial improvement in terms of his jump shooting ability. Because let's, let's just play the clips. Let's show the aggregated content and look at Scotty Barnes. Hitting contested step back middies there off the dribble, no hitch, no nothing. Right here's him playing a bit of defense. I got all the aggregated footage, you know, Instagram story quality uh, video, but he's out here dunking. And look at this off the dribble from behind the three point line, no hesitation, zero hesitation, pulling up, letting it fly. Obviously, we knew Scotty Barnes can bully, bully folks in the paint. There, he's gonna get a block shot on this one. You know, we're seeing uh we're seeing a spin dunk me clicking that play button that pause button but uh get a little replay of that going on in here right look at this clip look at that 360 yam right the hops are there the verts here is another angle of it but this is the logo three this is the one i really want to look at the confidence you know you sag off my feet are still on the logo of this half line and i'm letting it fly he's celebrating he's getting his jumper going and yes there's a bunch of that was sort of an aggregated highlight uh, tape that I put together stealing clips from this uh, pro-am game he had but the jumper is what has me extremely excited we knew Scotty Burns can finish in the lane we've seen in the Rico Hines runs he's using his strength to work his way inside to play elite defense he went viral for locking down James Harden right we know this from Scotty Burns but the jumper we we've seen bits and pieces of encouraged of encouraging growth for Scotty Barnes, right? The first, it was the in the gym footage, the Ben Simmons-esque, you know, hitting 10 jumpers in a row off the dribble from the three-point line and stuff. But the mechanics look good, which was a positive, right? For a fan of Scotty Barnes, fan of the Toronto Raptors. But then we saw the Rico Hines footage and we see, okay, he's getting the ball out from behind the three-point line, not hesitating, ready to let it fly, shooting some stuff off the dribble, not the greatest of camera angles, but again, the in-the-gym footage translated into something in-game against NBA-level competition that looks solid, so the jumper looked good. But now at this point, in that little highlight clip I showed, Scotty Barnes has taken post-fadeaway, Kobe-esque, 
post fadeaway jump shots he's walking up the court like he's Steph Curry and saying oh you're sagging off you're you know well I'm a couple steps beyond the half line I'm gonna splash that baby down right and Yes, we know players like to work on their game in the offseason, like to try out different things, and they're, they're more free. There's less stress. There's less, you know, coaches out there harnessing them in and taking bad shots, even though Nick Nurse seems to give everyone the, the massive green light. But you got to be a, another level confident in that jump shooting ability to be taking those logo S3s, to be taking just fadeaway pull-ups from a step inside the three-point line, and they look smooth. Right, the hitch in the jump shot, something that I always bring up with Scotty Barnes at times, because sometimes throughout the course of last season, he'd be in the mid-range and he'd be hitting two, three, four shots in a row, and the jumper looked really smooth. But on other possessions, it would be, you know, kind of hitching at the top. We'd see a little weird movement in his elbows. It wouldn't be consistently coming from the same set point every single time. But this entire offseason, the jumper, zero hitch whatsoever in any bit of footage we've seen, and it's looking just smoother and smoother, even than it, even smoother than it did when he was uh, hitting his shots during moments through last season. So if Scotty Barnes comes in and you know increases his three point shooting to a high thirties from behind the three point line, and obviously something that most superstars in the NBA have in their bag with an elite mid range jump shot that they can shoot over people and get to their spots whenever they want. We're going to see an accelerated, right? Everyone thinks Scotty Barnes is star potential, but we might see that star potential become realized more quickly than we expect. So that's very, very encouraging stuff there from our guy, Scotty Barnes. But that's not the only thing we're diving into today. And the next thing we're discussing is ESPN names the Toronto Raptors as contenders. So they came out and essentially gave a list of uh, the, the Eastern Conference standings. And I'll put that on the screen, the top five that they had here currently. And it involves, number one, the Boston Celtics, which I think has earned, you know, they don't have a ridiculously high record prediction, you know, pretty well tied with the Milwaukee Bucks. So one and two is Milwaukee and Boston tied. Just below them is the Miami Heat. Then at fourth, the Philadelphia 76ers. Then at fifth, the Toronto Raptors. And they even threw the Atlanta Hawks in there as potential contenders. But you look at those stats, they predict the Eastern Conference is going to be pretty tightly packed. You know, 54 wins for the Bucks and Celtics, 51 for the Heat, 50 for the Sixers, and 47 for us. A little bit less than last season, and we're just edging out the Atlanta Hawks. Now, am I going to come out here and say, you know, I predicted top three seed. That's my prediction for coming into next season. I think we'll be able to overtake one of the, or two of the Sixers, Heat, uh, Bucks, and Celtics. I think we'll be able to overtake at least two of those teams, but... You know, the Raptors, even though it's a win-less prediction, I think this is a fair take. I think ESPN, they're not going too, too crazy. There's no Paul Pierce Golden Kazoos being handed out to these uh, employees of ESPN making these lists because, you know, I think this is a fair space for the Raptors to be in. Now, do I think we'll be better than the Sixers? Probably the Heat. Yes, just given our internal development, given those rosters, especially with James Harden, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, a little bit older players. So I think the Raptors could take a step forward uh, over those guys that probably aren't looking to improve this season. But maybe if James Harden comes back healthy, you could call that an improvement. But I don't want to dive into my specific predictions just yet. People know I want a top three seed. But the interesting take that I've seen, because this came uh, from a Reddit post from the Atlanta Hawks, and Atlanta Hawks fans are pretty cheesed that the Toronto Raptors are put above their uh, their Trey Young, their new-looked Atlanta Hawks with DeJounte Murray, who's out here looking like a clown in these prime games. I'm here for it. I love him, uh, you know, just, what, bopping people on the head when they're on the ground and stuff. 
He uh, tried to get into a fight with Paolo Banquero, so or got into a chirping match. There's another fight with uh, Brandon Goodwin, who's on the roster uh, for a quick minute with the Toronto Raptors last season during the, the health and safety protocol era. But I, I, I get that it's close. I get that there's an unpredictability with the Atlanta Hawks, given the fact they made the Eastern Conference Finals a couple seasons ago. They have two, a star player in Trey Young, for sure. DeJounte Murray, who had a great, great season for the struggling San Antonio Spurs last year, almost averaged a triple-double, but I don't like them being that close. And I know the Raptors also have a bunch of, what would you call them, right? Un, They're questionable players. You don't know how much potential they're going to fulfill immediately right into next season, right? All of us Raptors fans have bought into the growth everyone's been talking about with Nick Nurse saying... Uh, Precious has taken a, a step forward. Scotty's taken a step. Gary Trent Jr., OG, I know we're young guys, and Siakam and Fred coming back healthy. All that huge stuff. But, you know, it's... I'm taking it. I want us substantially higher than the Hawks. Uh, regardless of how they did two seasons ago, regardless of the, what they did this offseason, I think there's a clear separation between the top five seats there. But, I don't know, maybe call me crazy on that. Maybe the Hawks could be in are in a decent spot there. But... Yeah, let me know what you guys think of those rankings from ESPN. The next thing we're diving into is a minor Kevin Durant update. Now, this is, uh, you know, people are sick of the KD news. I get it. I completely get it. I'm throwing it at the end of this video, but there is still a chance we could potentially acquire him. So we need to dive into all this sort of stuff. And KD is continuing the the drama, continuing the, the stuff. But basically, this is the newest reports, the newest updates. And Kevin Durant's boundless love for basketball is not a reason to believe he'll show up for training camp if the Nets don't acknowledge his trade request. So that's a that's a recent tweet that came out on the KD situation because I've seen a lot of people say in regards to Joe Sy's tweet about how we're doing what's best for the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to go in that direction, right? And they essentially said that, okay, Sure, that could be interpreted, Ben, in terms of, okay, we're just cutting loose with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Sure, that's that's one way to interpret it. That's how I interpreted it on the most recent video. But they're also saying maybe what's best for the Brooklyn Nets, what Joe Sy, what the owner said, could be keeping Kevin Durant on the roster and seeing what happens. And then seeing calling his bluff, seeing if he'll pull a Ben Simmons, pull a young socialite and say, I'm not showing up to training camp. I'm not playing for you guys ever again, Right. You know, seeing if he's uh, bluffing on that front. And this report's essentially saying there's zero bluffs coming from uh, KD and he's likely going to get moved. And that's how I interpreted the Joe Psy tweet. I don't think they're going to try to... If KD's out here making ultimatums to a billionaire. They're not just putting up with that. There's egos involved with this. I said this from the jump. Joe Psy is sick of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and wants to make a move happen. Now... If that uh, feeds into the Raptors' quest for Kevin Durant, if that feeds into us potentially acquiring him via trade, who really knows? But, you know, I don't think he's going back to the Brooklyn Nets. Whether to be to another team, to the Raptors, who really knows? And we got a bunch of reports now that Katie Drama's picked back up involving other teams. Now, Kevin Durant sees apparently the Celtics as a desired landing spot, and it also came out that Durant would like to play with Marcus Smart if he's traded to the Boston Celtics. Now... What were the reports that were rumored a couple days ago that the or a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago now at this point that the Celtics offered to the Nets? It was Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. So 
That's Smart's going to be a core piece, a core second player going back to the Nets if any deals sort of getting offered. Just like the Raptors, it's going to be OG Anobi and Gary Trent Jr. With the Suns, it's going to be at this point Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. Uh, the Heat, Tyler Hero, and well, Duncan Robinson. It's not really a valuable second option, but you get the point. You're going to need to send at least two solid starting caliber players to the Nets for KD along with draft capital. And the Celtics, right? If KD wants to go to the Celtics and have Marcus Smart on there, obviously the Stars, they have an impact on how these trades get worked out, but the Nets apparently uh, weren't having any of this nonsense. They weren't having any of this cheese, and they said, okay, if you want Marcus Smart, apparently the first request that the Brooklyn Nets made to the Boston Celtics were, give us Jalen Brown as well as Jason Tatum too. We want both of those guys if we're going to be trading you Kevin Durant, so... You know, the Nets are still playing a hard bargain. The Apparently, KD also addressed that the Philadelphia 76ers were one of his desired destinations, listed the Celtics and the Sixers. So the Raptors are no not one of the spots that KD wants to land to. Another reason why I could see a lot of Raptors fans just being cool with not actually acquiring the guy. Apparently, the Pelicans also have renewed interest in trading for KD at this point now, too. It's going to be an interesting situation. So that's all the latest on all the KD drama. Right, maybe KD should become the young socialite with everything he's getting going on. But the final thing, the final thing we're discussing is uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Bo Cruz, Raptors' newest signing, faced off against Giannis Antetokounmpo in some uh, friendly international action, and he didn't really match up to to Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Definitely didn't have a best game. Probably a you know I gave a I didn't give out a golden kazoo earlier in this uh, video. I'm gonna give out no G's. Throw out an OGs at the at this point in the game. No golden kazoos. This is offseason action. You might not be in a you know a friendly game. You might not be that ready to go and all that sort of stuff. But our guy Wancho did not have the greatest performance. He had four points, four rebounds, and one assist in 24 minutes of action. Went four of uh, zero for five from the three point line. Went two of ten from the entire field. Right shot 20 percent from the field and had five turnovers. Now. I know he's going up against uh, one of the, you know, one of the best players of all time, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, right, multi-time MVP in the prime of his career, yada yada yada. But Juan, you gotta, you gotta be stepping that up. You can't be putting up stat lines, shooting twenty percent in international action, not making a single three whatsoever. Especially as we've been gassing you up. I'm working on animations for you, right? So I don't know. Definitely not the greatest of performances from one of our, uh, you know, newly signed Toronto Raptors, but. As people don't want to feed into the what the offseason action, the pro-am runs, you know, maybe it's not smart to uh, feed into the international action either, even though that's probably a better test, a better indication of a player's skill and all that sort of stuff. But I just want to address the single game. I know it's tough going up against Giannis, but definitely an ugly one. I'll throw the stat sheet up on here. His brother, Willie Hernan Gomez, had a better game in 21 minutes of action at 15 points, 5 rebounds, and former Toronto Raptor Lorenzo Brown. In 17 minutes, representing Spain at seven points and a couple of assists. So, you know, shout out Lorenzo Brown, former uh, NBA player Rudy uh, Fernandez, also had three points in that game. So, you know, Spain out here uh, repping. They're a fun international team to watch. So, we uh, international action should get a little bit more spicy too for the Raptors or for Canadian fans. As Team Canada, Nick Nurse wants the commitment for the boys, and you know they played well earlier in the summer for all the international action we saw from our Canadians. So. Keep an eye out to those, and Wancho, going to need some improvements coming into this coming season. But you guys are best to make it this far. Check out the Instagram, the TikTok, the Twitter, all that cool stuff. I guess the next goal in the subs, uh, subscriber mark, is 26. Hit that Hito Turkaloo number. 
right? 26K, so definitely hit that sub button. If you made it this far in the video, right, helps us out big time. But enough of me rambling, you guys are the best. I'm signing out. Cheers.